Uh, speaking of book club, I'm trying really hard. Nothing against your book. It's just I do not have the attention span for reading very well. That's fair. Yeah. I understand. I'm trying to get through it. Um, again, <laughs> I'm trying to get through this shit slog of a book. <laughs> Jeez. No. Now I got through like the first chapter. Kidding. I was like, okay, this is this is going along great. I cannot stand reading anymore right now, though. <laughs> That's fine. Shoot me. <laughs> I would prefer not to. You have to finish my book and talk about it. <laughs> then I'll shoot you. <laughs> you could not shoot them lethally. That's true. Yeah. Just shoot me in the leg and go to the hospital for a few days. I'll have all the time in the world to read it. Exactly. Yeah. Where point. Where would you want? Where would you most want to be shot? If you had to choose, and here's the stipulation: the bullet has to like it can't be a grazing shot. It has to be an in and out wound. So if you want to survive that, because I had to look this up recently, because I wrote a, a story that involves someone getting shot, mm-hmm. you want to get shot either like in like the meat section of the side of your like side. The, yeah. Like the fat like the love handles yeah, of your side. Yeah. Uh, you want to get shot there or like in an extremity, like your hands or your feet. If you're talking just pure That's survival. what I was thinking. Was like, I would I go want with feet. thigh because there's a lot of muscle and there's only one artery that's dangerous. There's yeah, also a huge-ass bone. If that And yeah. if that artery gets nicked, you're dead in like a minute. I'm wondering if, because I'm so portly, if it could it go is. through my gut <laughs> sideways Maybe. instead of front on. I could see. And I'm, see, and that's the part, like, I don't know enough about fat anatomy right. to where it's like, Phenagamy. hey, hey, are my muscles and stomach out too? And it's the right. subcutaneous fat or like well, for I would think that boys? Yes. Boys muscle is over the fat. Whereas girls muscle is under the fat. No, no, no. Boys have bo- both. Everybody has both types. It's just, you have more of one than the other. Oh, I feel like a, it's different. That should be it, it's, in a rated R movie, like a really fat guy. Not to say that you are like unusually <laughs> fat, but I mean like a huge fat Call guy. Call my book a shit slog. <laughs> <laughs> but a huge fat guy should get like shot in the stomach and be like, eh, it's not a big deal. Right? <laughs> it, went like, in, it went right in and out. I don't even remember, button, remember where button. it is, but there's like this dude in the Bible who like gets stabbed and their whole thing is like, but he was so fat that Eglon. it's like swallowed yep. up the whole sword. Yeah, his name's Eglon. Yep. Uh, Pretty the guy fat. Who, shoots him, who stabs him was... Oh shit! What was his name? It's a cool name. Fuck. I Stabulies. Uh, I think he might have been Gideon. <laughs> really I, living up to his name there. Yeah. yeah. I think that's more Greek than it is uh, Bible name. Gideon. Gideon is a cool name. I like yeah, Gideon. I like Gideon. It's, it's all name. right. Well, what, what I mean, name would you? It prefer? just makes me think of Giddy. Yeah. And Giddy is not. Ehud. Nope. It's Ehud. Ehud. Yeah. yeah Ehud stabbed a, a dude, and he was so was, fat. What was the fat guy's name? Just like. Ate the sword. I mean, he still died, yeah, but but he stabbed him on the toilet, and then he left. And then, like the the guards that were posted there hmm. were did not want to bother the king because he was super fat and he was on the toilet. And they were like, uh, maybe he's just having some trouble. Uh-huh. And so he got away because of that. Nice. <laughs> that sounds like something out of Game of Thrones, like early <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones. If yeah, I'm honest, I could see it. Yeah. Oh man, these are fun conversations yeah. as opposed to the conversations we'll be having tonight. I mean, they could be I like fun. this movie. This is not yeah. that depressing of a movie to me. It's, it's a depressing, depressing ass movie. Yeah. Nah. We're going to talk about that. Hi, I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm a analyst here in Nashville, and uh, Soylent Green is people. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an indie author here in Nashville, and I'm really glad that I don't only get to eat sushi once a year. <laughs> I'm Andreas. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and my arm was frozen off. I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I tried to eat a child. And we're opinionated. And today we are thanking Houston Adams, who is our $50 glorious Godzilla donor, 
on our Patreon. If you enjoy our podcast and want to support us, uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash opinionated. Houston chose the tier where he can request any movie and we'll review it. And he chose Snowpiercer for us. So tonight we're watching Snowpiercer. It came out in 2013 and has a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Bong Joon-ho and stars Chris Evans, Kang Ho Song, Ed Harris, John Hurt, Tilda Swinton, and many others. In a future where a failed climate change experiment has killed all life except for the lucky few who boarded the Snowpiercer, a train that travels around the globe, a new class system emerges. I wouldn't say it failed. I mean, the climate did change. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it definitely I did. I suppose. It failed successfully. If just taking it, if just, yeah, if just taking it face value, then yeah, I suppose. Yeah. If the goal was keep humanity alive, then it failed. Well, yeah. there are well, humans alive. The goal alive. was probably to cool For down the, the climate moment, a little bit. Until the end of this movie. <laughs> if the goal was just to have a single train riding around, then uh, I watched this movie, I think, like on a whim. Just like, yep. I heard it was good. Heard Same. some <laughs> friends talking about it, and it was available on Netflix. So I was like, eh, sure, why not? And I watched it, and it was really, really good. Um, I really liked it, uh, but I think it is a depressing movie. Um, <laughs> there... <laughs> It's too. I don't believe it. That's the thing. Like I can't actually get into get into okay, the headspace okay. of this is a real if thing you, that could happen to to get for it to be depressing for me. Sure. If you if if you come to this in the same way that like oh this isn't a scary movie because I think it's ridiculous. Like ah little girls can't twist their heads around and crawl on the ceiling. <laughs> That's not scary. That's not a thing that happens. Then yes, by that same logic, I suppose that this isn't a depressing movie. But it is still depressing subject matter i mean to be fair what was that movie uh that you really hated that i no hereditary at the end of hereditary Ooh. i was like busting a gut laughing so maybe i'm just messed up <laughs> i think is that one i think yeah. is that one rick i think you're just messed up i don't think you have to really buy into this world in order to find a bunch of the subject matter depressing because yeah. there's a lot of depressing things that happen regardless of context well, yeah we can probably get into it once we like have the actual movie like no we get into it heads. now but there's All some right, hope well, there let's have this two-hour discussion <laughs> <laughs> um before because it's been a minute since i've seen the movie so sure. i can't i i can remember vague things i remember being entertained that someone was fighting with a fish uh but <laughs> oh god i forgot about that but there's a lot of the movie that obviously because it's been so long i don't remember sure. um has everyone here has seen it though yeah. right yeah. yep okay and we're all on the same page that this is a pretty great movie yeah, yeah this might that. be a first i'd like to play a bioshock about this game i could see that yeah mm. like a, that'd be interesting you it would be extremely linear is the only problem. Because it's on a train. Yeah. I mean, like it's <laughs> very, very much on rails. Making a bigger train. Yeah, it's on rails. <laughs> Maybe there could be like stations or something to get out and explore. I, yeah. I want to get into the story, but I feel like I'm being railroaded so hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, I feel like it could work. It would just have to be a really big train. Maybe you could do like a 2D like beat-em-up type of game with this. You yeah. could do you could do something out yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Re regardless, uh, I'm excited to watch the movie. Thank you, Houston, for recommending it. Uh, before we go, quick couple shout outs. The first of which being uh, thank you to Lindsay. Lindsay is a new supporter on Patreon. Uh, we always appreciate her support. She's recommended movies to us in the past, and uh, it's always good to have another friend of the podcast. Uh, another quick shout out. Uh, Rick dropped his book on Amazon. It's called Fate's Pawn. It's available for e-readers and in paperback. And Rick, what kind of story can folks expect when reading your book? The kind of story where a kid punches an old bald guy and you really enjoy it because that guy deserves it. 
I, you know what? I suppose that's always enjoyable to read. <laughs> uh, guys, we'll be back in just a minute after we're finished watching Snowpiercer. This chaos. A thousand people in an iron box. 18 years I've hated the train. 18 years I've waited for this moment. This is your world. The train saved humanity. The engine lasts forever. The population must always be kept in balance. I said sit down. Passengers, eternal order flows from the sacred engine. We must occupy our preordained position. I belong to the front. You belong to the tail. No your Keep your place. Those bastards in the front think they own us. We'll be different when we get there. What do you say? We take the engine and we control the world. When is the time? Soon. Freaking weirdo. I feel like Snowpiercer would be 100% better if it had been Jeff Goldblum at the end of the train instead of Sam Harris. Or not Sam, Sam Harris. Ed Harris? Yeah, Ed Harris. Sam no. Harris was his like, fluffy bodyguard. Good. Yeah, he's fine. But Jeff Goldblum would have been better for that part. Like, I would have bought weirdo crazy ass eccentric a lot more from him like ed harris i just kind of got like it would have been like it's jeff goldblum he's got gravitas when he wants to not that the same time really weird yeah but being really weird would have helped me buy into this whole like i'm fucking crazy thing that ed harris has going on Mm -hmm. what do you mean how, how do you not buy that? He's fucking crazy. He's just got it's such a, a different like, kind of crazy. key, like yeah. bored crazy that I'm just not into. Like it doesn't. It doesn't it's like real people me. crazy because he, that, that is he's not. Yes, real because a lot crazy. of real people who are crazy aren't like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But you know what I want to see oh, at the oh, end of at, what, at the end of the day. If I'm going to see a crazy person, I don't want to see a crazy person who's just like yeah, I'm just you know here in this train cooking my steak. Low key crazy. Uh, oh yeah hey there's a kid down here don't, but don't look at that that's not okay he's not crazy because like oh i'm like so goofy and i'm like socially inept and <laughs> i mean he's, he's pretty socially i use a rube goldberg he's machine to tug in my no, he's crazy because he's bought into his own ideal so much that he's deluded himself to the reality of how it works uh, i don't know if it's that i think he's just bored i think he has literally just been up there for so long that he has lost touch no it starts at the beginning and he's like he fucking loves trains trains get him rigid (laughs) yeah from birth which would have been interesting but now he's been living in the head of a train that he designed to be his perfect wonderful his ideal yeah and he's bought into it so much that he overlooks all the negatives he is bored by it he looks bored i am bored in these scenes he is not an interesting villain to get to at the end of this like long ass train of dumb bullshit well, that's because it's not a story of, like, hero versus, like, villain. It's hero versus system. And even I mean, then, it's not even really a hero. Yeah, it's, I think he's deliberately supposed to be kind of dull because that's what it is. It's, it's dull reality of, like, look, this is how things are. I mean, I'm sure it's deliberate. I don't think it's good. <laughs> Which I one think, was I Jamie think it's Bell good. Means. Do you not think it's good or do you not think it's entertaining? Yeah. Either. I does think this, it's fine. Does I this come back to just, the subtlety thing? I'll, I'll give it like a. <laughs> I mean, it might. It genuinely might. That yeah. podcast got am, lost to time. I am. I'm. Oh, not, that was one. That was yeah. the one. The one. The one where Rick said that subtlety is just bad writing. It that is was not what I said. Time. You. You have misrepresented. It's pretty much close. what you said. Find me the recording where I said that. You Ooh. did this. You <laughs> sabotaged us. <laughs> Look, it's not that subtlety is bad writing. It's that a lot of times I feel like. 
people will use being unclear or just like leaving a whole bunch of stuff up for the audience to, to imprint their own to imprint their own stuff and it, yeah. that to me is not good writing that to I me get is that, but i think that there are correct uses of subtlety. oh sure yeah i think there definitely are correct uses of subtlety but i think that a lot of people like the smell of their own farts and so when they see something that's subtle or just isn't really there they're like oh but it's so deep because oh. i'm so deep and then i pulled all this bullshit out of this movie and it means things to me and my smart smells so good Chocolate. Rick, you don't like a lot of art, do you? No. I hate a lot of art. I don't like a lot of art either. You're an As artist. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure you had to deal with a lot of the people because that make the kind of art that I don't that's like. That's exactly why, because a lot of people will pretend that some art is deep and be able to ride ride that all the way through. And I, okay, and I, okay. That's and here's what I'm thing. talking about. I hate that too. And I feel like, Rick, you and I have had conversations about art before sure. because because I had a lot of friends in my friend circle that were artists. <laughs> yeah, and they'd did. be like, <laughs> everything's... Kind of. and, and they literally have the conversation where like anything can be art. And I'm like, no, there are things that are not art. And they're like, yes. no, anything can be art. And I'm like, mm, I disagree, but we'll have then to... Then just go look at other stuff and think of it as art and leave I this like stuff I like a lot of here. art, but I appreciate subtlety because what i don't like about the smell and their own farts artists mm -hmm. is when they tell me what this art is supposed to mean i like it i like art when it's open to interpretation where it's like hey here's my shit just enjoy it and I, I can come to it and be like oh man like i like that for these reasons and you don't have to come in and tell me that they're wrong because these are the reasons i should actually like it here's here's the thing for me I need to believe that the artist had a intent behind it. Sure. I need to believe that to the artist, there was a thing that he was trying to communicate. And even if that thing is subtle and not everyone's going to pick up on it because they're not going to have the same mm -hmm. ideas going mm -hmm. into the, the piece that he did, that's cool. That's, that's something very different from... I put like 17 layers of paint on this in random orders and stuck some cotton balls and shit on the one it. That and pisses me off is just and like, and it just, oh, I just framed like a blank canvas. Like that like, shit. No, I, fuck I you. Definitely Go don't eat like a dick. That. Yeah. And, and so, like, that sort of thing. And what I will definitely say is I do not think that's the case here. This has a very clear social right. message intended behind all of it. And, and that's why I wanted the clarification because I think that this does work really well, even if you don't find it entertaining for your own taste yeah that's probably fair i it when i say it's i don't think it's good i think from a creating a movie perspective to me it would be better if i got more from willard or whatever his name is at the wilford end. Wil wilford yeah all hail wilford dab yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly forever if, if, I, if I got more from wilford at the end i think it would be a stronger what movie. kind of character did you want wilford to be if he's and, and not just, I was making the joke of the wackadoo character, but like realistically, what kind of overwhelming person do you maybe? Want there? I want someone that is interesting at the very least, at, on, on some level, because this entire thing is just a very monotone, bored. Yeah, I've been doing all this, and we need fear in the train because reasons, and like it'll it'll make things run better, and we got to reduce populations even though we don't technically really probably have enough yeah. people as it is. Like, we got to do these things. Like, it's just a very, like, he feels like a professor who has been giving this lecture for the past 17 years, and it is just muscle memory at this point. He it's doesn't like a, feel like a, like a cult leader like with a, the a, charisma a necessarily. He's a disillusioned social economics professor. Exactly. And that's a part of it, is that, like, if you're going to sell me on the idea that this this entire train runs on the charisma of this guy or i guess like th that he has the charisma to set up a social order as rigid as this supposedly is 
I, I have to be able to believe it, and I, I don't. Like, yeah. I feel like at the best, okay. he might have had someone like behind him that was doing that for him, and maybe that was Tilda Swinton, and so like or that's Deborah. what it is. It wasn't Deborah. Deborah's the the uh, blonde chick that gets hit in the face with the shoe. The right? crazy eccentric one. No. Yeah. Which yeah, she, she's the one that comes and gets the kids. Okay, yeah. But she's not charismatic. No, she's not charismatic. Like, she's got, she seems like almost more. I'm fine with it being Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Like, it might be. I, I, I could I, see all, that being the possibility. But the, reason the people I, around through the train don't act like it's Tilda Swinton. Which the, is reason, the reason that I like it is because it, it's kind of like Andrea said, where, uh, where it's pretty clear that the themes of this movie and these issues that it's trying to portray mm-hmm. are with. Class disparity, sure. and obviously there's a class war going on mm-hmm. in the train, and I feel like if the you had a villain that was more like big and bad, and like you could yeah. clearly see what this is, I feel like it would weaken that message, as opposed to it being, hey, here's just a normal dude who's got crazy ideals, but he's overall he's just a, a normal dude, and yeah. it's the people in power around him who have formed this cult. Based they started on him worshiping him because unnaturally. that's how they keep the power, I right? Get, and I feel like that serves the theme a lot stronger than if he had been. I like a, that a guy, big, a big crazy strong yeah. dude. I don't right? necessarily need him to be like a a huge personality. Like I don't necessarily need him to be like all wackadoo and like out there, right? And that's sort of why I, th- I like the idea of Jeff Goldblum about it because Jeff Goldblum has a genuinely weird thing about him, but it's also something that you I can see some people being wrapped up in. Is is the thing? I feel like it. Would ruin the tone too much for because because you get that scene where chris evans pulls up the plate and there's a kid down there running the machinery and ed harris is just like he's very matter of fact like so the train runs forever but we also started running out of some parts so you know thankfully we've got some kids if it's jeff goldblum he's gonna be like (laughs) you see kids down there oh weird isn't it (laughs) see that's sort of the thing for me though by that point in the movie, and really a while before that, I feel like the movie is slapping me in the face with its dick, with the message written across the dick. Like, it's it's not being subtle at all at that point. Like, And that's sort of the, maybe the problem, is that, like... The, but you don't like subtlety. The, the subtlety and the unsubtlety of the movie are, are mixing in weird ways, and it's throwing me off. Maybe that's, that's a part of it. I feel... Because... That I've definitely watched movies and listened to music and seen art where it's it's like you said the the creator is slapping you across the oh, yeah. face w- with their dick of a message. Let's be real here. We've both been to church. We've both we're both Christians. Like we've seen some bad message related art out there. <laughs> some bad message related art. There's some good art too, like of Jesus doing basketball. And yeah, but stuff none of them are not what I'm talking <laughs> about. Not what I'm talking about. But man, sure, if you've seen a, a Christian film made in like the last twenty years, Bible I am, man. I am sorry that on behalf a, of on cartoon, behalf of Jesus. It? I am sorry no, for the bad art action. that we have put out there for you. My my point is. I've seen a lot of that, and I know I know exactly what you're talking about when you say, you know, oh, you know, there's media or art or whatever, whatever, where the creator has a message to tell you and is slapping you across the face with it. And I feel like this movie isn't that. I feel like it's very upfront about the the theme of the movie, but I feel like the story itself carries the movie just fine, and it's not because you don't have Chris Evans turning to the camera and being like, "Eat the rich." 
Right, and you don't have Ed Harris up there being like, eh, you know, they don't like their cockroach bars. Eh, let them eat cake. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that ham-fisted. It's pretty ham-fisted, though. He literally is like, we have a train that will run be- forever because of my glory and how awesome I am. Also, don't look no, at the kid that I don't say have that. that. He doesn't say that. It's the crazies around him that say no, that. No, he says it. He say, he's the one who says it's going to run forever. Like, right, but he doesn't say thing. it's because I am the divine yeah. Lord yeah. God of he's trains. He's pretty low-key about that part. <laughs> he's no. even looking for a replacement. Like, he's not making about him. He's not a narcissist like that. I think he is. I think he is narcissistic in that he understands that he's going to die at some point and need someone to take over. Like... I don't think that it's a is different that narcissistic? kind of narcissistic. That's not narcissistic. No, his idea is the thing that he puts himself into. The train. He's got more invested in the train as himself than his like physical body. So if the train continues, he is continuing. The train is his legacy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's that's sort of what when I mean. he dies, his soul will inhabit the train. Yeah, and it'll be I'm surprised he didn't create monologues. that. <laughs> right, like create a device to let him be the train. I think I think at the point where you have Chris Evans look into the camera and say, "I know what baby tastes like." We're getting into into the realm of like, that was, not necessarily. That was a good hurtful not, speech. Okay, this this is what I'll say. It is not ham handed in it, but it is punching you in the face the entire way through with what the message is. Like it's it is not at all subtle at all with that. So now but that's it, a problem. The message not being subtle is different from Ed Harris and what I'm supposed to take away from him being subtle. Those are two separate okay. ideas. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I um, like, I like the Chris Evans talking about him eating a baby scene. Yeah. Yes, um, that is wh- wh- something. Something. Well, yeah, I don't like the fact that he <laughs> ate babies, but no, you love. But l- listening to him thinking about that, there are that is one of the two biggest exposition scenes. Yeah, for me, uh, and I think both are done really, really well. Yeah, um, because. Because it, because it makes sense within the context of this universe both times. Because having little kids and you're you the audience is learning all this proposition or all uh, proposition you're propaganda. learning all of this propaganda and you're learning all of this backstory and everything while the kids are being propaganda to that makes sense right if they've got this train cult going on on the train when there's new kids that come up they're gonna have to teach them about all glory to the train. I can't believe that Egg Harris's character was able to hypnotize the kids within like however many hours it took them to get from the back of the train to the front. <laughs> that is a like good they point. were just immediately like, "Yeah, I'm a part of a machine now. That's I don't good, care about living that anymore." Is true. He, he did yeah, do that really fast. And, and, and the, there are things that don't the make sense. The Red Hagen kid. None of it makes sense. Some of it makes sense. Some of it makes sense. It makes sense in the sense of like this is thematic with the movie, and I'll go along with it. But if like, you can well, buy Bioshock, you can buy this. Yeah, so, and m- tons of it makes sense within this yes. universe because it's, this is the way that it works. It's, right? yes. it's to me the stuff of like people somehow have steak, but we never traveled across a cattle car that they would have had that steak in. Oh, we, ca- somehow, we traveled across the their tug up big meat like Yeah, it, there was plenty of big meat. We didn't meat. see the cows alive. And, and we, we, so. regularly like, saw, we regularly saw outside shots of the train where it's like oh it's like 500 cars on this train yeah. Yeah. it's a super fun and they just on the get inside the we see like 10 mm-hmm. it it felt to me more like there were actually like 10 cars and there were not the i agree the and that's like, one of the problems that i have is because they they don't do a good enough job of it's kind of like when there's a uh, a time jump 
in the mm, movie. Yeah. And they don't do a good job of like visually showing you, hey, look, the, you know, time is moving forward. It's not just the next day, like a length of time has passed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that where they don't show they, they visually well. needed to show like, hey, our guys have gone a distance up through this car, co- up yeah. through this train. Because when you're in the train, you don't really get that. It's like, oh, I guess the engine's 10, 10 cars up, even though it's like 500 cars long or yeah. however long, right? You know, this may be a, a part of why the movie is not working for me on a thematic level. Because I do want to be clear on just like if I'm just watching this movie and I am ignoring the message and what it is trying to tell me, I think it's a really good movie. Like that's that is separate to me from the the things that it is trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. But like. In this movie, clearly society is the train. Like you've got that's that's it's they make it very clear the entire world is this train. Like they're they're not subtle about that part at all. Yeah, I think they use those exact words. Yeah, yeah. And so to me, this is a very one stupid picture of society, and two is why is it no, a stupid picture? Of I'm society? getting there. I'm getting there. But also bears no re no bearing on reality. Society works really goddamn well. Like it. There are things that are problems, and some societies are far worse than others, but as a whole, humanity is not this thing where, unless you have a small population like this train, you have this, like, horror show most of the time. Most of the time, things get as about as good as people can get it, because you because shit like this happens, where the people revolt and destroy the entire damn thing if it's this bad. Like, to me, it is a weird thing to try and say, like, yeah... On the one hand, I'm a guy who can make multi-million dollar movies, but, like, fuck society. People are all over the place eating babies and shit. Like, I, I don't buy into the overall idea that humanity is awful and makes these horrible societies where everyone is miserable all the time. Like, if if your entire picture of the world is this train, you have a really skewed idea of what reality is. I feel like he uses extremes to make his point. Yeah, I'm not saying that, obviously. I'm not. I don't think that he sees the entirety of the world as existing as the way the train does. Right. But, but it is true that there are large parts of the world where there's significant yes disparity between classes. Sure, I will go along with and that. And where the ruling class uses its power to keep the lesser classes down. And I, I yes. will definitely go and, along with that as well. And living in squalor. And those that. things end the way that this ends. Right. So what makes this unbelievable then? If this is a thing that you... Because like, yes, yes because it's taking it to extremes, but... Because he's saying this is the whole world. Because it is hammering that particular part of it in, and it seems to be that this is not just saying, like, in the worst parts of the world things get really, really bad, it's saying this is all of it. What's your percentage of good to bad on the world? I don't know. I don't have nearly enough information to make that call. But I would, I'm going to say more than 50% good. Especially if you compare it to like 100 years ago or 200 years ago or God forbid 1,000 years ago. Like those people were fucked. See, I don't see why we have to specifically take this as meaning the world today so much as the way humans tend to build societies in general over time. I mean, if that's the case, then I even further disagree with it. And also, I feel like you're getting hung up on the one phrase, because when when I hear him say that, I I do not take that to mean, hey, the director is trying to tell us that this movie is meant to represent the entire of the world today. When I I hear that line of the train is the world, my, my immediate reaction to that is, oh, 
the entire world is frozen over. Anyone who is alive exists on yeah, this train. The train is literally that's what I'm getting. the world yeah. here. I mean, that's, a that's, literal, that's, that's, that's yeah. literally what he meant. But, but by doing that, he is encapsulating in a very, very literal way all of humanity on this train. Like, I, I think that is a part of the message that he is trying to get across. Like, it seems pretty hammered home that, like, this is all of it. This is the entire thing. And because it is unendingly bleak the entire way through... It is hard for me to take seriously when so much of the world is good and has good sides to it. Is but also especially when the way he ends it is, I guess there's a little bit. Okay, do you think the ending is supposed to be hopeful? I'm curious yes. about that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can't because you see don't realistically believe that. Right. It makes it harder for me to see that as the case, and so it confuses because the it's, message. It's for meant me. to be like, oh, hey. The, the system of oppression is broken. It took a lot of lives to get here, but now we've got two people who are able to have a fresh start. Oh, and also, look, that polar bear is not filmed in a way where it's meant to be menacing. Like, yes. I know we all it's made showing jokes you that the polar life bear can't exist end. out there. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's we the all thing. made the joke that, ah, the polar bear is going to come and eat him, but there was no, like, polar bear turns and snarls. It's like, oh, a polar yeah. bear on the edge of the mountain over there turns and lit. Nah, I'll, life found a way. I'll pretend for the moment that a polar bear would not look over there and go, oh, look, sure. an easy meal with I an agree eyesight. that if he'd used but a also, caribou, the message would have been a little better. Also, yeah. though... <laughs> There's no fucking way that a 17-year-old drug addict who's never been off of this train and a 5-year-old year, yeah, year are going to repopulate the earth. Those I two are dead in a week. Give, give them eight years. I don't years. think it's hopeful in that regard. The way I view this as hopeful is they have hammered home that this world is dead and there's nothing alive on it. Everything is frozen to death. And but life continues. Humanity yeah. may not continue, yeah. but life continues. But this is Fuck not that. A plan <laughs> Fuck you, humanity. Yeah, no. Huma okay. from, that simple car are... from that simple train wreck alone, humanity is fucked because no, yeah. there's two people left alive. No, yeah, sure. I agree. It's not That's hopeful not a... for humanity. It's hopeful for the world in general. I don't give a fuck about the rest of the world if humans don't live. If I would, if it meant, if you hopeful. had to, if I had to choose between every other animal, not counting plants, because I guess you'd need the plants to live. But well, every plants other aren't animal, animals, so go on. <laughs> I mean, living, living thing. Sure. I'll say living thing. Okay. If I had to choose between every other living thing on the planet and humanity, I'm picking humanity. Like, no, fuck the rest of the world. Humans are the are the most worthwhile thing on this planet by far. Why? Because we can. Because he's one of them. I mean, that is part of it. <laughs> Animals communicate, dog. Yeah, but not in the same. You are okay. Show me the animal Mona Lisa, please. Come on. They are not communicating nearly on the same level. They are not the same thing in in almost any regard. Now they may have things that are similar to our traits in some ways. I'll go along with that, but. To act as though I should care if, like, the chimpanzees get to inherit the Earth? No, fuck that. That's not hopeful. No, that's ridiculous. You must hate Planet of the Apes, don't you? I actually really like it. <laughs> Those chimps are people. That's different. <laughs> but they didn't start out as people. Yeah, but when they became people... I gave a shit. And that polar bear might become a person. So if it does, if we got a Yorick Burnison thing going on here, all on board. <laughs> so Sentient polar bears all the way. Moving away from personal ideologies, let's talk more about the movie. I mean, it's fun. I like that violent scene where they all murder each other. It is fun. And we had we had a little discussion about what the fish meant. Uh, because at the very big there's there's a fight scene where the uh, the the folks at the end of the train, you know, the poor folks, they've fought their way up a few cars, and then here comes the militia. 
and uh, and they've got a fish, and they take turns stabbing it with their axes before the brawl. Guy. Not even no, no, they, no, pass no, no, they, they pass the fish around. One guy yeah. stabs it, the others get their blood in it. Yeah, okay, the others dip enough. their axes in it to get the blood on. In universe, who do you think said, "Hey guys, I want you to do this"? Because this is clearly coordinated. This is mm. clearly something that they didn't think up on the mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton. I think no. I think it's just a fetish among them, like among the battle boys. Like there's something. There's like a weird ritual to this that they. Do you really think it's like. a weird ritual, or do you think like battle boy number eight was like guys? What if we did this? Wouldn't this be hilarious? It'd this freak year? them out. Half of them won't even know what a fish is. <laughs> none of I mean, them. Well, okay, yeah, half. Is about right. All right, okay, wait, wait. You said none of them, and that's yeah. gonna start talking about a problem that I have with the movie. Okay, sure. All right, so okay, I guess we're just glancing over the fight scene and saying it was cool. Thumbs was up. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I have a problem with the movie in that. So okay, at the very end, uh, Chris Evans makes his w- way up to the to the engine of the train and he yeah. talks to Ed Harris. And Ed Harris is like, "Man, ah, uh, yeah, this is we, we've we, this is all planned. We planned your your riot, your revolution, and uh, and so it was done with that. with the help of the guy on the train that you looked up to as a father figure and a mentor in your life. <laughs> and, and aren't things <laughs> screwy, right? I hate that so much. That's such a dumb twist. We have to plan these revolutions." Every once in a while, for population control, they've been on this train for 17 years. Yes. They don't make stops to pick up new passengers. No. Mm-hmm. It's been going nonstop. Mm-hmm. How many babies are they having? There's not <laughs> they don't have do a lot to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. sex out there. But you're also using up I the I guess, kids but and... they're using up the supply of kids. Yeah. And also, theoretically, they're not coming through and murdering the kids. They're murdering the adults. And the people who re- who revolt are going to be the adults. There's not the kids riot. How far would that get? You just put up a child gate <laughs> and a couple childproof locks on the doors and the revolt's over. Again, this movie doesn't make any damn sense. I mean, it's... This is the one big thing that bugs me. <laughs> yeah. It's like in 17 years, you you don't have ha- you haven't had enough generations of people to where the population has exploded this big. I mean, that you need multiple revolts. You know what is a better way to control the population? Choose how much food they get. Well, That's it. That's yeah. all you got to do. You don't got to have some like big thing where they murder all your good guys. Why don't they just they put have stuff some- in their food to where they can't make babies? They might not have the option to do that, but they definitely have the option to control how much food gets back there. Yes. Like, that is that is unquestionable. They can easily control how much food and water gets back there. Yeah. In fact, they say that Chris Evans tells us in his little baby-eating speech, mm-hmm. he's like, for such a long time that, you know, there was no but no food, and so we were eating babies left and right. Man, I, I just loved a little baby and spinach salad in the morning. <laughs> and then and then Gilliam came in and he was like, hey, don't eat that baby. He'll grow up to be your friend and you'll just let him die on a whim. Uh, you should eat my arm instead. And so then we started eating arms and legs, and then they started giving us the cockroach bars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, they were doing their own population control before you started giving them the cockroach bars. Right? But like, but then they'll start revolting anyway. Also, can we talk about what what the fuck is going on with Gimliam? He's just like Gimliam, yeah, Gilliam, Dummyam. I like. Why is he just like? Yeah, it's cool. I'll live back here and and like you know it'll be fine. And I'm cool with. I assume he was getting off. some sweet stuff on the side. Yeah, he like can't ice be. Cream he lives back there a hundred percent. Maybe of the it time. goes through an air tube to his little phone. It's like, ooh, pistachio ice cream. <laughs> Look, you just <laughs> this is all I live for is pistachio ice cream. I don't. <laughs> I don't appreciate the cult of Wilford at all. It's dumb. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, who is going along with this? Who are the guys who are signing up? 
love to go like grab an axe and chop on some people just for no reason. Some people like to fuck and some people like to fuck other people. And those yeah. people have to wait like what, seven years in between each revolt? That's a really good payoff. <laughs> you don't you get ed- to murder normally. Are you, are you when, edging you can the wait- entire time? Like, oh, what, no, yeah, no, oh I'm going to kill some people. And, and, re- yeah. and realistically, <laughs> the answer is that, I mean, look at look at any sort of like, oh, man, this horrible world power came into came to be. Sure. And they had all of their all of their, you know, goose stepping boots on the ground. Right. They had all of their different soldiers and stuff. And the answer is, well, because if the options are live in the shitty part of the train or be one of my guy, be one of my soldiers that you're not paid to think you're just paid to oh, go no. fuck up the people I tell you to fuck up. Like, I'm not cool. I'm not doubting the existence of assholes who would do this. I just don't understand the the logistics of it. They like, probably have a fight they... club on the off time when they're not murdering. It's either it's yeah. either a specific group of people that they've picked to be their soldiers and they're like look we're gonna like train you and intentionally make you aggressive so you enjoy enforcing the social order that we have on this train or it's a bunch of psychopaths and they're like all right we're passing the hat around hope you get lucky enough to draw the number where I you get to go be one I of the, axe the boys get to kill the animals if if you have that many psychopaths yeah. who are the as psychopathic as these like nutcases are mm-hmm. yeah. How are they not constantly murdering everyone? Drugs. They don't think about those Drugs. people. Like they're constantly like, on skuma or okay, whatever so are the hell it's like called. Okay, the, the guys who are like on the, the like clamador or whatever thing the it, entire it's the time? Guy, these are the guys who are constantly in the opium den, and then you know they take them out. You know who aren't great fighters? Opium addicts. There's <laughs> other drugs. You know, <laughs> you know who I'm not afraid of? A narcoleptic opium addict. Like it's just not a big fight deal. I'm I'm gonna win that fight. But I that's I'm, opium. This is fight the, uh, uh, the opium fight clubs all the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what, yeah no, he wins Sherlock, regularly. Yeah. Me and Sherlock Holmes. We that, that, actually, Rick used to be great in the opium fight clubs until he got busted for not doping. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this guy's not shooting up. <laughs> that's why he's not mellow at all. <laughs> I don't know. His punches hurt. <laughs> I I think that part a part of this is I really liked this movie the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw it, I didn't know what to expect at any given moment. And I could believe that there was something at the end of the train that would be like, okay, this would explain all these questions that mm-hmm. I have leading up here. And so I'm just going to roll with it. Um, but this time, especially since I'm coming at this movie with the, I'm about to go talk about this for a couple hours. <laughs> let me look for things to shit talk. Well, yeah, yeah, let me look at things, look for things to talk about. And like, I think that this movie works way more if you are into it on a thematic level. Like if you are, are into the ideas that it is pushing forward, I think it's going to work for you a lot better. I tend to lean a lot more on a on the like logistics of a story and like how the inner workings of that story work. And so that is more well, if, the thing if, that I if need. that's the case, can you take this movie and just say like, hey, you know, for, forget it might be trying to tell us stuff about our own world. Maybe it's not. Maybe this is just saying this is the world it, it exists in. Are you able to say like, hey, you know what? Okay, on those merits, this is a cool story and I appreciate it more. I think on first viewing, yes subsequent viewings it is more and more difficult for me to and maybe it is also partly the political and social climate that we are currently in but it is more and more difficult for me to but our social climate right now is hot and there's is cold <laughs> yes exactly yeah <laughs> there definitely. is no similarities rick <laughs> i mean we, you're not wrong there our there polar are bears no. are dying <laughs> there are very few similarities i will go along with that there are people and that's most of it i think and no one gets on trains anymore 
That's true. Yeah, agree to, a, so agree cool. to disagree. Again, not get yeah. on train. Again, this, again, like this train is the opinionated podcast, not the political podcast. No, this is the train podcast now. I really want trains to be more of a thing. I want have to you go been on a train, on a train? Ride from one side of the country yeah, to the other. Yeah, have you been right? on a train? Yes. I haven't. It's just, it's the step above bus. It's okay. a step above bus, but I, a step below planes or personal uh, car. If you get motion sickness, that might be a thing. But I'm yeah. thinking like the Japanese bullet trains, they're like a, they could be like a nice experience. Well, sure, if you get on the Concorde jet of trains. See, I, yeah. I don't want a bullet train. I want the more like Harry Potter, like I want the, the atmosphere to look cool. Right, right, and those are the two extremes. And the extremes of trains is like, oh, I get to ride on Thomas the Tank Engine. This is fun. <laughs> or I'm, I don't know why they call it a train. Clearly, this is a teleportation device. Did we ever because I'm getting between point A and point B of the in Eternal minutes, Engine, right? Like, did we know if there was actually a face on the front of the Eternal I think Engine? It was we got, we like got to pointy. see it when it was smashing through uh, yeah, it was ice. Like a thing. I wanted it and to it be Thomas very... the Tank Engine style. Like, <laughs> I am the Eternal Engine. <laughs> Worship <laughs> me. No, it was the little Ed engine Harris. that could. It's just Ed Harris's face. <laughs> the little engine that could is not a boat. It's a. It's it's like it's a, a boat train. on land. What is a train if not a boat on land? What? What you is know, a the, fish the if not a wingless bird underwater? <laughs> Talking a, shit, it's Brian. It's the same those, story as... Get above the water and fly, so like... The, the what is a flying could, fish if not the bird of the sea? <laughs> no, that's tuna. Guys, I think he finally lost it. <laughs> it's a real thing. There is a legal tugboat that could. Yes, and it's not the little engine that could. It's the little tugboat that could. And the boat's bigger. Because it's not limited to the tracks of socioeconomic standards. <laughs> <laughs> it's free to go wherever it wants on the water. Anything else big that we should talk about? I, I I've got like... a couple issues. Go with ahead. It. Go yeah. ahead. One of these two is my least favorite part of the movie, and it's just usual like movie inconsistencies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This guy, uh, the the engineer guy who's been with them the whole time, who's apparently got a drug addiction, has been collecting. Wait, quote, wait, wait. Uh, you're, you're talking about like the 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 door hacker. Yeah, the, the door uh, hacker. The Korean, guy. the Korean like electrical engineer, yeah. not. Ed Harris. Who's been collecting this for 10 years, not to do drugs, even though he's been letting his daughter get high. Oh, no. I don't think it's that. I think he's been collecting it as they're going forward, like through the train. He yeah, said for 10 years. He said for 10 years. He said for 10 years. Well, and but he didn't say not to get high. You said He said, you think I was doing it only to get high? Yeah, okay. So he very much was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta collect my C4, and also I'm gonna get a hell of a buzz off of it. My I, beef with that was that they clearly showed that these windows are breakable. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. never, he didn't even glance, acknowledge that. He didn't look back at the windows. That's a good point, Shit. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've been stupid this whole time. So he's just, like, he, the whole time, been he's been like, collecting explosive drugs because he can't get explosives any other way to blow open the door that froze o- <laughs> over like 10 years ago. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? If you blew up in the glass, it could be really dangerous because it could, like, cut them up real bad and stuff. <laughs> if you blow up in a metal door, shit could be dangerous. Yeah, but the door's going to fly off its hinges the and the rest of the... entire train with yeah. his plan. No, no. No, the engine blew up because the boy came out of there and stopped doing the thingamajig. Which destroys the rest of the... Tr- oh, okay, you're saying that the door had blowing up. Yeah, it, yeah. It was, that would have been a much more It was control. because it happened at the That's same time. Fair. That's the train fair. slowed yeah. down a ton. Yeah. It couldn't, like, recover from the force of the explosion. Okay. Okay. It also okay. couldn't get away from yeah. the avalanche He that intended happened. to, like, right. put the yeah. door closed and block it or something. I don't I know. Leave, I guess. Yeah. Just hop out. He should have tried running the other way, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it was it three. It was it was going slower. The engine was blowing up because the kid came out of it and... He didn't account for the explosion got... creating the avalanche. That and 
he didn't account for his daughter to like kick a villain bad guy into the running machine next to him. Yeah. Right? Like that also started screwing up the gears. Quick question about that kid. Yes. Do you think Ed Harris told him, hey, by the way, don't ever come out of the underside of this train and then like crawl up into this seat and roll back into it and then hit all these buttons, I guess, was what he did once he was inside there because it will blow up the train? No, I think that was part of his job. I think that was yeah. his job. And That's he just came out and went to do his job. And it was the other stuff that fucked up the they train. Showed no- you think it was, so you think it was like him sticking his arm in there? and Yeah, it was him sticking his arm yeah. in there. Him pulling pulling the kid out so that he couldn't do it. The, the little kid couldn't do his yeah. job anymore. Yeah. Combined with the train slowing down because of that and the the big bad henchman falling into the gears and starting to gum up everything. Yeah. Then I am really weirded out by that kid being brainwashed enough to just be like, okay, it's my, just this trauma. guy that I know is. I can only assume he to- just woke up and hasn't put on his like his charisma face. He's not like he's not kid hypnotizing yet. <laughs> no, it's a, he's not charismaing these kids into it. He's not like, hey, don't you want to be in the cult of train? Well, you got you, a very special then job. Why are they he's doing? He's traumatizing these kids until the only thing he's breaking and their minds. You don't the, do that in fifteen hours. Yeah, like they they would not be traumatizing kids takes a while. Yeah, and <laughs> like I, it's worth it. Yeah, and <laughs> Brian. Yeah, and I don't think this happens in fifteen hours because they steal the kids. Then yeah. then the guy, the, one of the dads of the kids, gets mad and goes and gets his arm frozen off, and then it heals enough that he can go and like join the fight and stuff. I think like a no one's facial hair grows. I think they just like stapled it shut, and he, then he called it a day. Like I feel like this yes. happens over at most. 36 hours. That's how it, no one I'm grows thinking, facial hair. They don't get more stubble. They don't look dirtier. Well, I guess they go to the water, so it doesn't matter if they get dirty. I, I think this happens at least over the course of like a week. No. no it's not a week. They, they, not a week. they sleep once. That's like tops. Okay. Maybe once the book. the thing starts. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the book or and, okay, the okay. French thing that think, this is based on I think goes this over goes This is based on a French thing. I think it? this it goes back be. to the problem that I had where they do a bad job of showing the passage of time. They sh- do a bad job of showing the passage of distance. See, that's the thing. I don't think it cares too much about, the, about it on that logistic level. I think you're just supposed to buy into society bad, so roll with it. Like, I don't think it's that... That it is That's necessarily fine. doing a bad That's job fine. of that. So I'm much just as saying that, like, I don't f- concerned with it. I don't feel like the kids being like traumatized to the point of having to go do their train jobs is a plot hole. I don't know that it's a plot hole, but it's a plot hole for me because some- he's a fucking he's the genius who created the Gog engine. He can't figure out how to make spare parts or plan. They ran need- out of parts. So be a fucking genius and make something new. Out of what? Yeah, let me just stop and go mine some more iron. He's not a genius if he can't figure out a better replacement than small child. I mean, maybe some people would say he was a genius for figuring out small child. No. <laughs> no on one would say that. that. Outside Brian on this one. But I think that, again, this is, you know, to go back to the, sure. the, the, the societal they just message made, of, like, yeah. we will use children to do this even though they should have had it be like the Venture Brothers style. This thing's powered by orphans. <laughs> not literally them grabbing legal oil chunks out. Like, you put a kid in there and you get another 10 years. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, okay, okay, okay. That's one. What was the other problem that you had with it? That, that was the window one. Oh, the, the window yeah. and the fact yeah. he didn't blow yeah. it up? Yeah. That's fair. He That's didn't fair. have to blow it up. Take some chairs and shit. It wasn't that hard if a fucking no, Uzi can get through it. No, you can't break that with chairs. I think you could. I don't know. No. They had axes. No, 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 no. Once those bullets... It took, him, it took him a full clip out of the Uzi to break through the window. Yeah, and but once now that it's was broken. Done, just grab an axe and you're good. 
You got it started. It's getting it started that would be the most difficult part. And though, if you add like the pointy part of the axe, not like the full well, on blade, sure, but that's you not make happening it happen. yet. I, I, I feel like you're saying that the issue is in the ten years leading up to it, he hadn't been like. No, I mean he should have realized. Or that are you just before. saying that like, oh, we chipped a little hole in the window? Screw trying to go up to the front of the train. I'm just going to blow this up now. Yeah, Both. that would make yeah. more sense. That would make much more sense since that's his plan. Also, his plan is really bad because they're going to get eaten by polar bears or freeze to death. You need to watch more videos of polar bears and people not getting eaten by them. People will get eaten by polar bears, but it's not like a 100% thing. It's not 100%, but also that is assuming the polar bear that sees you isn't like one that you see a polar bear. Two, the polar bear isn't starving because there's not a lot of food. Either one, left. that or, bear has been eating krill and evolved beyond needing to eat people. It does. Or two, it's a, it's he a is so starving he's not now. going to be that, able to eat. That it. polar bear does look like he is not like gone hungry. For he's a not while really yet. far away. He's just like Pomeranian sized at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the, that's how mammals survived the ice age was becoming much smaller. Either way, that 17 year old polar bears evolve very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, way, adaption can take place really fast the 17 year old drug addict and the train psychic psychic, drug addict psychic drug addict yeah psychic enough to be like there's some guys on the other side of the door if she can not psychic enough not psychic enough to like "Mm, the polar bear is coming for me i will like break his mind before he can attack me (laughs) also Mm. she's not actually supposed to be psychic train babies are apparently developed an animalistic sense of sound and people believe it to be psychic clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah, they're just really good at hearing stuff from growing up on a train, apparently. Did I miss that? No, it was in the notes. Oh, the okay, lore. okay, okay. I was like, what? Okay, fair enough. You, Either you, way. You had to collect the trading cards and right. like go to the website on the back and you got to read all the extra lore. But everything she noticed could have been attributed to hearing something better than other people could hear. Okay. Yeah, like she hears the dude running on the other side of the door. Right. She hears a bunch of people on the other side of the door. She hears yeah. a kid underground. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that I'm, I'm willing to, to, to roll with that. She's never like, you sound sad. It's more interesting. Your heart is crying me, but... right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Either way. You used to eat babies. Yeah. You Either sound way. like someone who has got a little baby in their small intestine. <laughs> oh, well, you, you're choking up. You got a little baby in your throat? How you know that? And Chris Evans like, shut up! You're gonna freeze to death in like an hour. <laughs> this was a place where they stuck a guy's arm outside of the train, and it froze not to a point where he couldn't use it to where it was a hundred percent. They were all stone also solid, extremely fast. They were, but sure, I like still the Himalayas think, and shit. I still I think they were higher up. They are. They, that's they part said of they, specifically like, at, this the, elevation, at, the, at this elevation. They're it takes at night. This, this long. But my point is, if it's still that cold out there. There's really These cold places dying. on mountains for us here. These two don't know enough about survival. If I strip butt that, naked I on Everest, I'm going to yeah. freeze to death in a couple minutes. But they've got a lot of good cooked people to eat now. <laughs> they yeah. can learn to love the polar bears, the tiny Pomeranian polar bears. There's that's a chance. How, that's how we get the sentient super polar bears. <laughs> She's not going to breed with the, <laughs> the little boy. All the She's trees and with stuff, the polar bears. All the trees and stuff roll down the mountain, but there's still good seeds and stuff in there. They'll grow out of it. Mm, can't wait to eat yeah. pine cones. Same, she'll be dead by the time that happens. Oh, that's true. Maybe they're <laughs> no, super No, no, trees. no, Rick. Generations pass by much quicker now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we the, the trees. Oh, we, we had to. We had to clear cut them because they were taken over. My goodness, it's been five whole years. The swaths of trees are overgrowing us. That's what happens when things get colder. Things move faster. But that was like like the Planet of the Apes thing, too, right? Like, it was actually a much more uh, shorter period of time than we thought it was for them to have taken over. Oh, yeah, that was a weird thing with that. But they hadn't really, like, fully taken over. They were just, like, a pocket of super sentient. 
uh, Statue of Liberty was eroding oh, enough. Oh, no. Like, th- that's the original one. That's like okay, thousands that and is. thousands of okay. years yeah. in the future. Dope. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been going for a little bit. Time to get into our final thoughts. Uh, who wants to start us off? Brian, why don't you go first? I still really enjoy the movie. There's obvious plot holes that are consistent to any movie ever. Like, no one's ever not made a movie without some kind of plot hole. Mm-hmm. But overall, I enjoy the idea of this, like, Bioshock style pretty unbelievable society thing but if you just take it on face value it's a really interesting uh pretty unbelievable as far as like contained within the train or do you feel similarly to rick where it's like this doesn't really represent anything going on today i uh whoa whoa, whoa. (laughs) there are poor people don't exist yeah yeah yeah. i agree everything's fine right now poor people don't exist the the ruling class are the good people and if you're poor then you're bad Yeah, like like Rick, like Rick thinks. Yes, no, like Rick is. Look, look, don't eat the rich. There's not as many of them. Eat the poor. There's plenty. The rich are faggering, made of beggar stuff. There's like I don't want if there's if you see a pile of shit and one candy bar, you going to eat the pile of shit because there's plenty of it. Look, if you're gonna give me one amazing, Brian, that's not realistic. There's not piles of shit. (laughs) If you want, that's true. There's never been piles of shit. It doesn't exist. It's only candy bars. If my choice is between one really amazing steak and a hundred oh decent steaks i'll take the this hundred. isn't decent steaks this isn't decent steaks it's jello no cockroach steak. bars you, don't, you can't even remember what steak smells like <laughs> i remember what baby smells like medium rare <laughs> brian that's why he can still remember is that's the babe brian favorite he smells them every day oh gosh. uh favorite is uh what is my favorite thing about this movie? I guess I like the relationship between Chris Evans' character and uh, uh, his little buggy, who Edgar. was a ba- Ed- who, yeah Edgar. Because mm-hmm. uh, Edgar, on a second scene, you really see that Chris feels like he had he's uncomfortable talking to that guy a lot, and like to think that he's had to live with this guilt with this guy who just adores him this whole time. Of I like really almost eating him as a child. Yeah, yeah. And like the only reason he even keeps him around is because he's guilty enough to not be like, "Hey, you're an asshole. Stay away from me." Sure. Uh, least favorite was the stuff I pointed out earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, really fun movie. Was there? Was there much of a soundtrack to this movie? Not a lot. It's mostly That's what I was about to say. I feel like... There weren't really songs as much as, like... They did have a number of times where, like, the music was used to build the tension and that kind of thing, but they also... There also were a number of scenes where it's like, hey, it's intentionally silent also to build the tension. I think almost, if not all, the music was diegetic. Like, I think every... Almost every... I can't Something that existed beforehand? That exists within the world of the movie. Um, oh, okay. No. I, I, I'm thinking almost. Maybe not all, but no, almost all so. the music music. Like I mean, there was like, some, like the nightclub and the... Yeah, and I'm, the, I'm thinking there's more like, like examples of that than there and are stuff like that. Uh, actually music things. I think it's just good sound design that does a good job of, of building the scene and the tension of it. I, I agree that it's good sound design. I think there's more... Uh, than you think, probably because it does its job well, and you that don't really be. notice it. You're more invested in what's happening. That is a possibility. Like I kind of in, like. There's a lot of movies with kick-ass soundtracks that don't have to be like sure. Cage the Elephant or something. It's just cool orchestra <laughs> music in the background. That I, I want really this dig. movie with the soundtrack done by Cage the Elephant. Yeah, you, you get the montage of Chris Evans like walking up to the ain't no rest for the wicked. Well, <laughs> he, this is when he's going through the club and like. Tron and Daft Punk style in the back, like caged elephants there, caged with an elephant playing their music. Like, <laughs> this is what society is. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, overall, really fun movie. Uh, 
3.75. Can we do 3.75? No, no, we only do Okay, I'll go to a four. I'll give it a four. Okay. Four out of five uh, delicious babies. God damn it. <laughs> 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 uh, and since he stole yours, Andreas, how about you go next? Oh, God. Uh... So, first time watching this movie, I did not even realize it was Chris Evans in the role for about 20 I minutes. I didn't either. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was just so covered in filth that I just did not recognize him. I was like, he looks vaguely familiar. That's definitely not Chris Evans, though. You know the director didn't want him as the lead because he was too muscular and the main character was supposed to be like, what's not emancipating, um... Emaciate, yeah. Lift. But also not emancipated. <laughs> well, yeah, both. Yeah, correct. But he can do the emancipated without being jacked. Yeah. I think their response was just, hey, we'll hide it all under a That's coat. exactly it. They used, like, camera work and clothing to be able to make him look a little bit thinner. Mm-hmm. Well, because this was in the middle of his, like, Captain America stretch. Oh, yeah. I think so, so yeah. He was, like, jacked for it. That feels about right. Yeah. But... Favorite thing, I think I have to go with his monologue at the end about... Mm-hmm. Uh, cannibalism and eating a baby i think he did the, a good the job that he felt with it yeah especially because you first say time rug rat? Saw that regret <laughs> oh and the rug rat they filled himself with <laughs> <laughs> mm, tommy you're just so tasty pickles it was good <laughs> oh, i like my babies with pickles <laughs> it was good the second time around but watching that for the first time was absolutely horrifying like going from like wow this is a really cool character oh my god this is a terrible person that, would, that makes a lot of good characters sometimes, though. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is absolutely the best part of the movie for me. The worst part, I'm going to be very nitpicky here, is they show a lot of really interesting uh, use of uh, space with their minor fight scenes. Like, mm-hmm. when they were first making their escape from the rear of the train, they are in like, a really cramped and closed area, and it worked out really well. Uh, they have that uh, couple of shoot-offs in uh, mm-hmm. a couple areas. and They have the, the axe fight and everything, yeah. yeah. It's the axe fight that gets me because that is the only one that takes place in the entirely empty train car for no reason. <laughs> why are there two empty train cars except to have a fight in it? I mean, that might actually be why. Maybe this is the point that the rebellion is intended to get to. You have the yeah, yeah you yeah, have the buffer that's cars. Possible. I think they actually do say that. Like you were supposed to get to that point. <clears> they were supposed to die in fire. those cars. Oh, okay, maybe they empty kind of... that out. Every other time, it's like the billiards room or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You don't you don't want them to like have the fight. On your basketball court, you like clear the hoops and the balls out and everything. <laughs> like you make space so that it's easy to mop up everything so, afterwards. I yeah. missed that. Uh, that yeah, he's, he when he's talking to Ed Harris at the very end, he's like, "Man, you getting past that that uh, that." Because they're talking about the fight on the bridge, mm. right? Oh he's yeah, like, whoa, whoa, getting- whoa, no, hold on, hold what the fuck? Because their whole plan for them being able to beat them was that they didn't expect them to have light. When they showed that some dudes had fucking lights on their helmets earlier and all of a sudden they're gone when they get to here. That and also, like, how is Gilliam not going to be like, hey, by the way, they have fire. Like, yes. they and have also, why did they resort to melee weapons when it's clear they still had bullets? Like, I get that you're trying to conserve some, but use enough bullets to stop the rebellion. You know, they're not they, really trying to conserve them well, because once they pull them back out, it's just like... Spraying. I almost wonder if they deliberately didn't give the guards bullets, knowing that they had bullets, but... Because they need to have horses on both sides to get the appropriate amount of numbers down. That and, and also... And so they can continue, yeah, realistically. That and also, like, if this is just a trap, and the point is... You know, they're supposed to get to this point and I'll die. Like, why waste the bullets on them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're, really they never was. expected them to be able to fight back in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that, that's my nitpicky point. Uh, <laughs> kind of sure. killed right there then. So uh, 
I don't really have a backup lined up for that. So that makes a lot of sense. Thanks for pointing that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Overall, I have to say this is a really good movie. Mildly flawed with a couple of things like you're talking about with um, a couple of... uh, But that's just movie stuff more than... Sure. Like, what was Gilliam gigging out of this other than getting to be like the cool cool grandpa of the... The pistachio ice cream. But that's my idea. If they showed me that he's getting pistachio ice cream, that's yeah, no, what he no, lives not for. in movie nothing. Like he's just a dick on the back of the train who's like support the system. Yeah, but, but he had to give up an arm, a leg, and living poverty. Yeah, he's an unbelievable. I know. I'm agreeing dick. with you. <laughs> I'm no saying sense. it makes no sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We anyway. needed a shot of the pistachio ice cream tube. <laughs> I, he like flips up open one of his posters and like Shawshank Redemption style. He like pokes his head in and there's like a hamster tube in there. And he like licks the little silver ball I and want, pistachio ice got, cream comes I out. I want him to have gotten executed by getting shot in the chest and you just see him dragging himself back over to his secret phone and opening it up and then moving the phone out of the way and grabs some of his ice cream like, it's been worth these decades. <laughs> no, he, gets, he gets shot in the side and instead of blood coming out, it's just pistachio ice cream leaking out of him. He's like, oh. lick, lick, lick. I can only have three licks otherwise they'll realize that I'm getting an extra source of nutrition. <laughs> anyway, I will have to give this uh, four cockroach bars out of five. Yeah. Pistachio is a nut, right? Yes. yes. That's so weird that that's yeah. people's favorite flavor of ice cream. It's, no, it's, no, it's horrifying. It's no. What's it fl- taste like? Pistachio. Pistachio. I've never it's tasted not, a pistachio. It's not a bad yeah. flavor of ice cream, but I feel like it works better when you pair, like, oh, I've got my scoop of pistachio with my scoop of chocolate or something okay, like that. Okay, I can you like a it. salty, sweet yeah, kind of Yeah, you really combo. want a little bit of a side of baby with it. Yeah, I mean, baby goes good with everything. It's delicious. <laughs> no one can prove that wrong. I mean, it is supposed, like, humans supposed to taste like pigs, so, like, it's vegan. Yes. Yeah. Rick. What yeah. do you think of this movie? Um, okay, so my favorite thing about this movie is the overall style for it. I think that it has a lot of like there's so many cool shots, there's so many cool like fight scenes that go on it. Like there does seem to be a lot of thought put into mm-hmm. making cool shit happen. I also really like the way they use color, where yeah. everything in the tail is Grimy like gray, and gray blue gray or green gray it especially shows and then as like, soon as they cross that bridge barrier mm-hmm. it's just colorful and it's, beautiful it's not yeah. even necessarily that you can also see it when like the the girl that's at the head of the train with wilford or whatever mm-hmm. shows up at the back of the train like her yellow like, like deborah or whatever her name is yeah. it yeah. pops hard yeah. so like it they do a really good job with just the filmmaking craft of this movie in a lot of ways i think um my least favorite part is a combination of the baby eating monologue, which is a part sure. of why I've made it made fun of it so much, and the reveal with Gilliam. I think you need one or the other of those two, but if you put them together, it breaks the movie for me because I cannot reconcile the idea that that Gilliam is on board with all this nonsense and bullshit without there being some sort of bribe happening. Something. I need something to explain it because it doesn't make sense that he's like, yeah, it's cool. I'll cut off my arm to save these babies, but I won't like make things better as a whole using my connection with the guy at the front of the train. Right. Like I think it's just the guy who bought in so hard is like this is the only way I can see it. I don't believe safe. anyone buying in that hard. But there's also believe- the point that he like once he knows they're going forward with it, he wants William dead or Wilford. Maybe because he says like, don't yeah. let him talk. Cug out his tongue and well, kill I think him. that's so he so he doesn't tell him that Gilliam was on board with all of this. Yeah. I guess he doesn't so. want to get ratted yeah. out. But like it just I, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. I don't think it makes sense at all. Um it, it is a combination between that and like I think that's my my least favorite thing about the movie from a craft level. I think on a personal level I don't like the the message that it's sending. I don't think that it's done 
I think it's too 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 heavy handed in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, overall, this is a really good movie. Like I, like I've I've complained a lot and I've I've brought up a lot of issues that I have with it. But I think this is an, a a really really strong movie. So I am also going to give it four out of five. Uh, four out of five frozen arms smash with a hammer. Hmm. What did you say? What was your thing? Cockroach bars. Cockroach, cockroach bars. bars. Yeah. Delicious babies. Cockroach oh. bars. Uh, frozen arms smash with a hammer. Those were made of seaweed, gelatin, whatever tangle is, and sugar. It sounds like it still okay. would taste bad. Tilda, than cockroaches. Tilda, whatever her name didn't like the taste of it. Uh, I think her name was Jill Bell or something. So, James Bell, Jamie, Jamie Bell. Who's Jamie Bell? Does no you idea. Know which character that what? is? No, she Tilda Swinton. She's the the crazy lady with yes. the with the, the giant glasses. Yes, yeah. yeah. she didn't like the taste of them. Hmm. Someone named Jamie Bell. Hmm. Did I think that's the Irish, not Irish guy? The wait, that guy had a Edgar. really strong. A- did Edgar have a really strong accent? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Where the fuck did he get that accent? He was a baby on the train. There's, there's no one else that talks that there's way. There's sects of people in the little area. You like, don't inherit pe- an accent. Yeah, he didn't inherit it. He grew up around those. I know. Pe- there are he people grew- still back there speaking like no. uh, it was a list. other languages. It was a list. <laughs> it's a speech impediment. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> We have games that, like Nintendo, they have the game of pretending to be different ethnicities. He, 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 he just plays cities. <laughs> yeah. He plays yeah. super hard. Yeah. He never broke air. That was the one thing he was good at because it clearly wasn't fighting and not dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could, okay, so I'm going to start talking about my favorite. My favorite is Chris Evans' character. Um, one of the th- and and I actually like his baby eaten uh, story time. Most of us did. Yeah. Um. And one of the reasons I like it is because is because he's a flawed character, uh, and I feel like it'd be easy to have kind of like the noble I- ideal hero, sure, you know, yeah. fighting fighting the system and I getting to that. the end. Yeah. But like, you see, at the end when he gets to Ed Harris, he's super pissed off and all this and that, and then as soon as he finds out that like, oh, he's going to be the one in charge, he's cool with it. And he and he's like, oh, you want matches to disrupt things? Like, screw off! And it's not until he sees the kid in there mm. that like it it tr- it like he gets those pangs of guilt and he's back to it again. I, are you saying that's no, a good? He, you're, are you saying that's a good thing? Because I don't believe in that. Like he is. I totally w- do. I no. I don't see Chris Evans wanting to be at the head of this train. Like I just I don't get that. And maybe that's a part of me being like I don't see how that transfer of power is going to happen. Like all these people saw this guy murder a whole bunch of them. Sure. Like, maybe I don't think he's ever going. I think he's just going to take on the mantle of Wilford. I guess. And be a, a immortal. But like, like there, existence. There's nothing about Chris Evans' character that makes me think he is a good fit for that position yes me other than either. being able to lead the other people me either but, but he doesn't him, know shit him, about trains but exactly. him being a character who is weak despite being put into this leadership position i do buy because yes. because of the stories where he's talking about how like he was just doing what it took to survive until gillum came in and was like hey quit See, eating babies that's and then he the- gets the reveal about gillum and he's like fuck it i'm cool you i could be the one with all the power okay like, I, I I like I like that. I don't I don't I cannot buy that. I could buy him snapping and murdering Gillum in a fit of rage. I don't see him getting on board with yeah. I'll be the guy at the head of the train. It's realistic. It's it's ha- it, real people would make that decision. I I I I believe real people would. I could see certain characters in this doing it. 
I don't buy it from Chris Evans' character specifically. Do you think that the engine had a hypnotic effect when they stood in that circle? And maybe that's <laughs> no. how they dealt with the little kids, too. I Because I mean, he, that he that mellowed out sense. right when he got in there, and the kids were kind of, like, zonked, too. And that would make more sense to me, honestly. Yeah, yeah I believe no, that. I, mo- I believe that more than I believe Chris Evans, like... Yeah, okay, it's cool. No, never mind. Like, I, I, all those maybe, murders, it's cool. I'll be head of the train, guys. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying that he's like, eh, I'll just forget every, everything. I, I'm saying that I feel like, despite him still feeling bad about it, like the idea of being the one in power and not having to deal with all of this anymore is too much of a temptation for him to resist in okay, the moment. Let me let me rephrase another part of why I don't like it. If he just beats Willard to death, he still gets that. Like, I don't see why it's this. No, because like, he doesn't know how to run the train. Peter doesn't know how to run the train either way. Well, I mean, maybe he, maybe Wilford intended to teach him in the next however many years it took him yeah. to die. Uh, anyway, I, anyway, I like his character. Uh, my least favorite part of the movie is the whole, like, it's been so many generations that we had to put down all you dirty tail end dogs multiple times because you just keep populating too fast. And it's like, man, it's been 17 years. Even if they are, even if they're like, having so many even if they're doubling their population each year the number of babies that you keep pulling up it's not like you're not growing it yeah right yeah. like and even if you are they're all like maybe in their teens now probably preteens. It's, it's a it's, really ham-handed way to go about the like the message that he's that plot all they had to do was add more time on how long they've been on the train if they made it 50 years yeah. i would have been like there's no totally. reason not to do that yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's it that plot, and there, there's smaller nitpicky plot holes, but that one specifically bugged me. But overall, I really, I really liked the 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 movie. Um, I appreciated the the message that it was trying to say, probably a little more than some of my co-hosts. Uh, I I liked the artistic direction that it took. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think it was masterfully shot and directed, and uh, and I give it. Four out of five Easter guns. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's really good and definitely worth watching. It's available on Netflix. If you get a chance, go watch it. Wait, was that supposed to indicate how much time passed? Because they were in New Year's for the tube, and then eggs were there for. No, it was it was your New Year's egg, which I don't even know was a thing because it was just there get guns to our guys. I can believe delivery that because uh, I mean none of them were like we don't normally get New Year's egg. None yeah, of the legal like, kids. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. But but regardless, Japan no, it, it was not. Christmas, so yeah, it, it was not suddenly Easter. They were like, "Hey, it's our New Year's eggs. Everybody get an egg. Everybody, hooray!" Also, you don't just eat an egg on Easter. <laughs> I mean, you I could. eat an egg on Easter. I'll I'll give you I'll give Rick like that. I don't one? just regularly eat boiled eggs on Easter. Yeah, I just eat a raw egg, <laughs> shell and all. You just put the egg in your mouth and crunch, like Jesus said. <laughs> on the third day, he ate an egg. <laughs> Thank you, Egg Rabbit. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. If you want to hear more of us with our borderline sacrilege, you can listen to more of our podcasts on opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. If you get a chance, feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. Uh, if you can, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. Until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening.
He's tall. He's, he's not. He's like five. He's pretty average sized. He's like five yeah. six, five eight. He is not five six. I'm five six. I thought you were five three. No. <laughs> How no. tall do you think people are, Josh? I don't know. If they're not, fi- <laughs> if they're not Wait, six, how, if how they're not six foot, they're all midgets anyway. <laughs> how tall am I? Oh, you're normal sized. Oh, okay, cool. I'm like these I'm, two I'm children. Six <laughs> I'm six foot. If we're children, that means you're dating a child, you pedophile. Yeah, but women are allowed. You're to dating be small. a baby, in fact. If we're children, <laughs> no, 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 no. Normal height for women is shorter. Yeah. Sarah is still below that. So yes. So, so child, we're still back in child. That's right. That's okay. right. Okay. Well, she's hot, so I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, you date that hot, hot child. child? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather date a hot child than an ugly child. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'd yeah. rather not date a child at all. This I mean, is that's not in the pay, that's not part of this. That's not game. part of this we're, game. We're stuck I'm not on playing the, this game. We're stuck on the train. There's all right, no Andreas. <laughs> all right, Andreas. The last person to date a child gets to choose the movie. <laughs> Oh. <sighs>